There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Drive Live Talks Automotive. We are talking automotive on the program today. We have two guests in the studio with us. First of all, Tom Pei, who's editor at Yala Compare. Hi, how are uh, you? Hello, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very well, thank you. We also have Noel Ebden, who's motoring journalist and country manager at Wheelers.me. Good to see you as well, Noel. Good to be back. Thank you. Well, we're going to look at what your car's worth in cash or trash. And we already have some texts in. Mm. And just a reminder, when you text in, this first text that's come in is good. It gives us the make, the model the year, the trim, the kilometers, if it's been involved in accidents. That kind of information is really helpful. If you want something that's accurate from Tom, what you need to do is give us as much detail as possible, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds perfect, the one that you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. so perfect example, text number one. So if you have a Nissan Sunny, top of the class you are. So yes, if you want an accurate valuation, try and include as much detail as possible. We really don't mind what nationality you are or whether it's been careful, uh, lady-driven. We really don't mind that stuff. It's nothing to do with the price of the car, but anything else, detail, if it's been an accident, all of that kind of stuff, if it's an import, it really helps you. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Noel, we're going to have a chat with you too. And you've been quite busy, haven't you? Just a bit, yeah. We've yeah. been uh, testing a lot of cars, riding a lot of bikes as well, so something okay. a bit different. Let's start with the bikes. We right. talked a lot about bikes last week, Emma, didn't we? It was really popular. We did, actually. The week before, and, uh, yeah. and I think because, of course, the weather's starting to, just starting to cool down a little bit. So I think uh, over the next couple of months, uh, we got all the bikers are going to dust off the bikes, uh, pull off the covers off and uh, start hitting the road again. So, uh, now what have you been looking at? You've been looking at some Harley Davidsons. I have actually been quite lucky because I've avoided the weather because I actually went to Croatia nice. to ride nice. the uh, 2019 Sportsters and the big cruisers as well. So your Electroglide, uh, uh, Road Glide and um, the basically all of their big touring bikes. So, And we did one day of one, one day of the other. So and it was a lot cooler than here. Very, very I bet nice. it was. <laughs> uh, it sounds like your dream adventure, Emma. It does actually, but I, I find it funny when it comes to motorbikes here because you know everyone sees the the typical um, Japanese bikes. You got the Hondas and all the rest of it here, and uh, then obviously you've got the Harleys, the big cruisers, and the the road bikes here. And then when you come across something a little bit different, everybody stops and like, oh. What is that? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's, um, there's a lot of really cool bikes out there at the moment. There's a lot of different stuff. Um, one of the Harleys is actually called the um, 883 Iron, which mm. is a great name for a Harley. That's and it's all black. It's all blacked out and like they're trying to <laughs> de-chrome and oh wow, de-tassel, You know the whole works. So yeah, no, it's good. There's um, uh, their Sportster range is really good. The big cruisers are they look terrifyingly big when you see them but actually yeah. to ride they're actually really easy to throw around corners i actually find them easier to ride the bigger bikes are actually better than the smaller bikes really yeah, yeah 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 i guess for me i'm not someone that has a motorbike has ever ridden a motorbike other than as a passenger but maybe the thought of the bigger ones you feel a bit more stable perhaps maybe mm. yeah they have a really low center of gravity yeah. harley have got that harley to be honest harley and bmw are the kind of leaders in that in that they managed to get that weight really low down so it looks daunting but when you're on it it's actually really easy to but ride so. just just be on a moped really essentially we well, don't have a stereo on a moped <laughs> you see but you do on a harley oh. so. 
And or, some of those have cup holder, you know, some of those BMW ones, I think I've seen people pull up next to me with yeah. cup holders or and all Or the gold sorts. wings, yeah. things yeah. like that, yeah. But my favourite one I ever saw was a top box with a hole in the top of it with a dog sticking its head out. So Amazing. Was, uh, so <laughs> Amazing. You, you can pretty much take anything on a Harley. So. See, that would be the kind of thing that would make me be interested in bikes. <laughs> if I had a dog, I would be like, oh, maybe, you know, the two of us going out might be quite fun. Okay. Excellent. Um I guess one thing we wanted to talk to you about as well, uh, Noel, is this. At the moment, the big two kinds of things we're seeing a lot about is uh, supercars. We've seen the unveiling of a new supercar and also classic cars. There's been a big resurgence. Every single time we talk automotive on this programme, particularly in this region as well, classic cars is serious business Mm. now. You know, the coffee and cars crowd is growing. So let's start with classic cars first. Okay, right. Now, first of all, there was a massive sale at Sotheby's, um, all, all to do basically with the opening of the show scene in the US. And they sold what what is basically the unicorn of the automotive industry, which is a Ferrari 250 GTO. This is a 1962 car. Wow. This is one of, I think, four in that particular body style. It is The, the GTOs were, they only made about 24, I believe, or something like that. And this is one that actually has a slightly different body on it. So it was an ultra, ultra rare car. And three bidders got into a telephone war over this uh, car. <sighs> And they ended up selling it for 48 million US dollars. Wow. Wow. Which is That's frankly insane, crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. We just did a, a little bit of maths actually while we were waiting and uh, we worked out you could buy 3,528 <laughs> Yaris's for that money. So. I mean, would you even, if you've paid that amount of money for a car and it's that rare, would you even dare to, to drive the thing or it's just for show? It depends on the owner. So most of them sit in collections and never get driven. Mm. And their investments, their things that they like to look at, but they don't actually drive them. There are a few owners that do drive them. And there's a guy that races a 250 GTO in, uh, and he was he actually crashed it at Goodwood last year. Wow. And so, but you just repair it and you get on with it and carry on. He, that's what the guy wants to use it for. Mm. The uh, Pink Floyd's drummer, Nick Mason, he uses his 250 GTO all the time. Yeah, I guess, yeah. you know, there's an argument between, OK, it might be an investment, but if you've got 48 million US dollars to spare, you probably can afford to have more than one car. And, you know, there's a trend towards using them a bit now and getting yeah. a bit of, you know, not yeah. rust on them, but yeah. making sure that they're used, isn't Absolutely, there? Absolutely, yeah. And anything can be fixed. I mean, if unless you, unless it... Even a car that's been on fire, if it's a, I mean, if it's a, a valuable If it's car. a Nissan Sunny, you're, you're gonna, you don't bother. It's, you scrap it. But if it's a 48 million dollar yeah. Ferrari, you fix it. And so everything can be repaired. So if you've got the money, it can be done. Okay. And what about supercar news? Right. Okay. So uh, Bugatti uh, have unveiled their new car. Okay. Now, there's only 40 of them. And it's called the Devo, which is, I don't know what you think of that name, but... Uh... Um, it reminds me of Diva, but <laughs> yes. the yeah. masculine version. <laughs> but there's nothing to worry about because they're all sold out anyway. Oh, so. do you know what? I was going to be next in line to get one. I'm so disappointed <laughs> you told me. It's a nice looking car. It's a very Batmobile looking car, I have to say. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of all going that way now, aren't they? They're getting more and more ridiculous, the supercars. And it's become such a fashion statement for these mm. super rich to drive these things. And they don't even need to be even vaguely practical anymore. Although, funny enough, they are actually, bizarrely, the flip side of it is it's much easier to drive a supercar now than it's ever been. Yeah. If ever you've tried to drive an old supercar, I've driven a few and they're actually quite difficult cars to drive, whereas the new ones, I mean, you could get in it and go to spinnies and it's do essentially the shopping. essentially push yeah. to start yeah. most yeah. of them, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So. I, I drove the Veyron um, quite a few years ago now and it, was n- it wasn't a great deal different to driving an Audi TT. To, okay. To, to, to not to drive fast, but to 
in terms of functionality, yes. getting yeah, get in the in car, yeah. putting a key Start somewhere, it starting yeah. it, yeah. and, and, off, and off you go. Yeah. Interesting. Um, the I was on holiday over the Eid break in um, France and there were lots of people with said supercars that seemingly just parked them outside hotels. I'm not sure they ever used them, but it is that sort of, I want people to know I own a Bugatti or I want people to know. And the number plates, interestingly enough, were some of them were from this part of the world, but some of them completely other parts of the world. So people ship these cars yeah. to Europe yep. uh, just for them to be admired. Yeah, I there's, guess. there's a lot of uh, sort of one-upmanship in that market as well. So things like this, uh, the new Bugatti, these these are what people love. And these always sell out straight away because there is that amount of people that can buy those cars mm. still in, around and they yeah. can, they just buy them every year. Wow. I suspect we'll see a couple of them here. I Indeed, I would pro- think so. Yes, I think there's one on the way probably already, I would guess. I think there's yeah. at least one on the way. We're talking automotive. We have two guests in the studio today. Tom Pay, he's editor at Yala Compare, and Noel Ebden, he's a motoring journalist and country manager at wheelers.me. And we're just almost a little bit distracted there by the talk of uh, some of these cars, <laughs> weren't we? Um, because uh, you just mentioned, Noel, whilst uh, those, a couple of minutes ago, you were just talking about the fact that there have been two cars, classic cars, sort of relaunched. So tell us a bit more about it because we were gossiping away there. <laughs> <laughs> because it's fascinating. Right. Well, most people will remember the E-Type that was used at Prince Harry's wedding if uh, if half the world was watching, which I think they were. Yeah. Um, that was actually an electric car. So it's an old E-Type that's been converted to be an electric car. Now, Jaguar have now announced they're actually going to make this as a production vehicle for people to buy. It's limited numbers. It's very expensive, but it is available so you can basically meld the old with the new so yeah. you've got the future tech and the old looks etc bring those two together um that's i mean that's great that's good seeing future tech brilliant love it in the same week aston martin announced that they're going to allow people to buy an original db5 aston but the goldfinger car the so, Goldfinger version. So this is the 007, uh, all the gadgets. Uh, I don't know about the ejector seat. That's prob- possibly, <laughs> probably beyond a bad price idea. Range. Depending on who your passenger <laughs> is, yeah. But uh, yeah, they've they've been announced as well. But I mean, that car's two point seven five million pounds. Wow. wow. And so, Tom, what do you think about those two going head to head? I mean, it's quite interesting. Uh, as we were saying before, mm. uh, before we came back on air, it's I, I find Jaguars really working hard to bring its classic heritage into the 21st century so if you see the pictures of the electric e-type it's actually kind of weird it's on the interior it's got the modern jag touch interface and everything and all the infotainment screens and all that stuff it's kind of jarring but it's quite cool it's um it feels like something james bond might have actually in in the 21st century whereas aston martin's squarely looking back to rosier times perhaps and uh I, the, the whole thing seems like it's a big stupid toy basically they're not even road legal the the db5s no um, no they're not it's i think that's probably to do with the gadgets they get put on them so they've they've partnered with the production company eon productions that makes oh, okay. uh, that makes the james bond films and they're putting all these gadgets on and maybe there will be uh, an ejector seat who knows but i think that's probably why it's not going to be road legal because it will have all these ridiculous gadgets yeah. on it my I, word i hope so but it's a 2.7 million pound toy though again by the same token if you can afford 2.75 million you've probably got a larger state that you can mess with said gadgets on and you're still on private land probably, exactly yeah, so yeah. it might you know just Rocket driving launches, that'd be cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think of the fun you could have as a family there okay right now let's start looking at the value of your cars <laughs> Cash or trash? Okay, 
So, Tom, first of all, we have the perfect example of a text that we need in. It's a Nissan Sunny. It's 2016. Basic trim. 57,000 kilometres with no major accidents. Okay, so, I mean, those cars aren't exactly expensive, though. It's um, You're probably looking at around um, thirty to 40,000 dirhams, uh, depending on condition. 40,000 is probably a bit optimistic, but you could try putting it up for that and then see what happens. Okay, okay. that text was from Kartik. So, Kartik, let us know what you think of that um, valuation. Is that kind of the price range you were thinking, expecting? Let us know. We've had another message in from Reese. Emma, can you see that one? Yep, so we've got a 2010 VW Golf GTI DSG. Full options, leather seats, 185,000 kilometres on it. Uh, there's a lot of these about at the moment because uh, that's uh, 2010 is the old shape of the of mm-hmm. the GTI, and uh, I think it's a lovely car actually. But uh, yeah, they're all getting on a bit. They're all driven quite a lot, and they've all got high kilometres. And uh, yeah, you're probably looking at around thirty grand ish for for that if you're going to sell it. Okay, it's a good car for thirty. It is a good car, yeah. It? yeah. And if it's been well looked after, then you don't you don't have to worry about it breaking down or anything. It's great for a buyer. Yeah. yeah. Are the miles quite high? I mean, yeah, I mean, 180,000 kilometers is quite a lot for any car, but mm. uh, this is a Volkswagen, so they're, they're very German and very high quality kind of thing. So they just it's, keep it, running. Yeah, if it's been looked after <laughs> properly, it should be fine, yeah. And so you just mentioned about um, uh, the the shape type, and it's something that we've discussed a lot before. When you get into the shape changes, that can have a big bearing on the, the value of a vehicle, whether it's a, a new shape or one of the older ones. Oh, absolutely, yeah. If you're If you're a buyer... And you have your eye on a car, but there's a new shape coming next year, for example. You're better off waiting until next year because there'll be loads of secondhand markets, mm-hmm. uh, secondhand ones on the market that have just like completely dropped in value because everyone wants the new shape. And the, the I mean, the, it's it's kind of a problem that the car industry forces upon itself because every time there's a new shape, they always make the old one look kind of redundant and kind yeah. of like mm-hmm. rubbish. Um, even though just a year earlier, you thought, oh, this is a lovely modern car kind of thing, but. Yeah, um, it's a great time for buyers, though. <laughs> okay, um, Terry has a Range Rover Sport autobiography. It's 2013, so it's the older shape, just as we were sort of discussing then. 50,000 kilometres, it's apparently in perfect condition um, and full spec. Um, Terry's asking, first of all, the price, but possibly what that might be worth as a trade-in. I presume Terry might be interested in sort of upgrading this and getting another Range Rover. Sure, yeah. So uh, I know that Altair Motors, the distributor in Dubai, they do trade-ins. Um, I'm not sure about what the age limit is on those. Um, yeah. You might just about get in with the 2013. In terms of what it's worth, that sounds pretty good uh, in terms of the the mileage and if it's in great condition and everything. Uh, you, could, you should probably put it up for minimum 150, I would say, um, maybe a bit more, um, and then see what happens, see what sticks. Okay. Um, Katie's come in. She's got a Volvo V40 2014 R design leather interior. Uh, 40, what? I get confused. 44,402 kilometres on the clock. It's very precise. I know. I know. It's actually precise. sat there and wrote that down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so first I'd like to say bravo on that car. I love that car. It's uh, one of the most underrated hot hatches around. It's faster than a Golf GTI. Wow. But it's, um, it's slightly cheaper than a Golf GTI, and uh, I think it looks better, and it's got a lovely interior. It's got that lovely Volvo interior. It's a seriously underrated car. Uh, in terms of what it's worth, because it's underrated, it's not doesn't command the high price that mm-hmm. the Golf GTI does. Um, still, though, I, th- I think new, they're around 110000 so 
uh, just going on the standard kind of depreciation, you're probably looking at around seventy to eighty thousand dirhams to sell it. Okay, a Volvo is still kind of like seen as like the indestructible. They were always seen as kind of like the tanks of the road a little bit, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. It's uh, they've definitely gone more premium in recent years. If you look at the new range, they're very much competing with BMW and Mercedes, um, but still have that kind of. Uh, we're, we make very safe cars, that kind mm. of vibe. Um, they're still like bank, uh, banking on safety as their main selling point. And, and now also relaxation and luxury. They, they mm. don't do sportiness, which is why the V40 is so refreshing. Okay. Mm. They've, done, they've won a lot of awards recently as well, a lot of design awards. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a real... You can see yeah, where they're pitching brand. the advertising as well. You know, they're, they're definitely going for that luxury market. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're very expensive these days. So if you look at the new ones, they're very much in the same fire line as BMW and Mercedes. Okay, we have a Ford Focus ST, 2014, 42,000 kilometres, no accidents, minor scratches on the body, though. Cool car. Uh, I would say the minor scratches probably don't matter that much. I mean, anyone who's parked in a car park here in Dubai has got minor scratches on their body. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in terms of the price, I, I, yeah, uh, anywhere between seventy and 85,000, I would say. Okay. If we are uh, looking at your car, do let us know because it's always nice to hear. One, I think a couple of weeks ago, mm. we had someone text in and we valued the car for them. And they said, oh, I'm delighted because they checked. They they just sold it and they sold it for quite a bit more. Oh, wow. And maybe, you know, 10,000 more. And this is a car that was maybe worth a hundred yeah. max so it right. was a real they were delighted so they got it valued on the show and they were like this is fantastic I feel you know it was a really nice start to their weekend so do let us know if you're thinking about selling them or if um, you know it's kind of in the same ballpark because I think a lot of the time people can you know this is your car you've looked after it and you think it's worth this much because you paid X amount for it a couple of years ago and then you go to look online and lots of people are pitching their cars at certain prices mm. but whether they actually sell for that or not is a very different matter. Oh, absolutely. It um, depends completely on what the market's doing and what people are willing to pay for your car. I mean, as a great example, uh, we were saying before we came on air, uh, I had my eye on a classic Range Rover uh, mm. in the last couple of weeks and I was ready to put down the cash and uh, the guy sold it before I got a chance to. But... To me, it was such an amazing deal. It was uh, thirty-five grand for a nineteen ninety-four model, but it was in perfect condition. It was a yeah. proper like well classic car. Yeah, yeah it's a lovely classic car, basically. And uh, I, I said to him, "Why? I don't want to do myself out of a great deal here, but why have you got it up for just thirty-five? I mean, what's wrong with it?" He's like, "Nothing's wrong with it. It's perfect, but no one's interested in it at that that price point. Uh, uh, yeah. nothing more." Yeah. And I, I can believe that loads of people weren't biting his hand off for it. But uh, yeah, someone got there before me. So there was, it was obviously a pretty good price. Yeah, Amazing. <laughs> and uh, we've got this one in uh, Kishan. We probably could have done with a bit more info on this one, to be honest with you. But it's a VW Passat 2013, uh, 220,000 kilometers on it. That can't be right, is it? Yeah. Yeah, 220,000, yeah. okay. yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Passats are lot. often driven quite That's hard, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah they're, they're great cruisers, actually. Yeah. So if it's an Abu Dhabi to Dubai commuter car, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. So um, in terms of what that does to the value, though, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you're probably looking at around, I mean, I'd say a max of 40,000, to be honest, with that number of kilometres. And you might even be lucky to get that. Okay. Drive Live talks automotive. We are talking automotive on the programme today. We have two guests in the studio. We have Tom Pei, who's editor at Yala Compare, and Noel Ebden, who's a motoring journalist and country manager at wheelers.me. And um, we were just talking then. And Noel, you mentioned something about a, an interesting exhibition 
Yes, uh, Altire Motors on Shakeside Road, so Ford, Jaguar, Land Rover, Ferrari, etc. They have on the 13th of September for... Uh, about a week and a half or so, they have a uh, art exhibition mm. of art made from discarded car parts. Okay, cool. that's so, interesting. Yeah. It's putting them to good use, at least. I guess. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm really interested. I'm, I'm actually going to go down and have a look. Yeah. Because um, I'm intrigued. Because they sent out the press release, but didn't actually put any pictures of anything. So oh. I think on so purpose. Surprise. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> let's go see what they've uh, what they've done. But yeah, that should be really interesting. But I don't know who the artists are either. because yeah. There was no information there. So. Okay, we'll wait and see. <laughs> Cash or trash? So Tom Pay, who's editor at Yellow Compare, is looking at your cars. And we'll start with this Mercedes. It's from Raju. Raju says, I have a Mercedes C200 AMG kit. Nice. 2015 model. New design. Full options. No major action accidents looks brand new just shy of 53,000 kilometers it's white in color uh, what do you think the value might be there uh, I think around the 100,000 dirham mark is a, a safe bet give or take 10, 10 grand uh, it's they're quite common um, these Mercedes C-classes at the moment uh, mm-hmm. on the second hand market but yeah. it doesn't mean that you have to really lower your price I mean yeah 100,000 dirhams is about is about right Okay, we're just going to go back a second for this next text. It was about the Ford Focus ST, 2014, 42,000 kilometres, no accidents, minor scratches on body. Uh, they've texted back in and said, uh, I bought mine for 80,000 secondhand and been told it's only worth 35. So it was uh, the year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, uh, no, I perhaps, have to apologise. I misheard yeah. you and thought it was a 2016 model. So for a 2014 model, I think it would still be worth more than 35,000. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this is a, an enthusiast car. So if you find someone, it's got, it only comes with a manual gearbox. If you find someone that wants that kind of car, then uh, I think they'd be willing to pay for it. I think you should be looking at around 45,000, maybe 50,000 for that car. Okay. okay. Um, we've got uh, Rajani has been in saying, I've got an Audi 2012 A4. It's got 93,000 kilometers on it. It's in pristine condition, no accidents. Uh, can you let me know how much I should let this go for? Uh, I think if you let it go for 40,000, you should be pretty happy with that, to be honest. Um, the new shape A4 is out and it's been out for quite a while now. Mm. And uh, as we were saying earlier on, the new one, look, the old one looks uh, kind of dated these days. Um, still a lovely car, of course, but yeah, you, you can spend not a huge amount more and get the new one. So, yeah. Okay. As I was texting, um, and has a 2015 Toyota Land Cruiser GXR V6, 62,000 kilometres, agency maintained, no accidents. Is this one of the popular cars? Absolutely. Do yeah. we know if this is a five-door or a three-door model? It doesn't say. So. As are, if you can, text us back and let us know. But I guess give us, give us the options for both. So I think for a, a five-door model, you could probably... You'd definitely be looking at over 100,000 dirhams, uh, maybe 120,000. Uh, for a three-door model, uh, maybe call it 80,000 up to 100,000. Okay. Um, We've yeah, got the Dodge Durango Crew 2012. It's an all-wheel drive, 145,000 kilometers on the clock. Oh, uh, probably not that much, to be honest, unless you find someone who's really willing to take your hands off it. Uh, you're probably looking at around thirty, thirty-five thousand euros for that. Okay, How still much? not, still not bad though, is it? If you're thinking, oh, I want another car, that kind of a deposit towards something is, you know, good second it's car. True. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a cool car, and to be honest, uh, you might be able to even get a bit more for it, but it's uh, niche it's, market. Yeah, it's a niche market. Yeah, I mean, the pickup trucks are reasonably priced anyway. Mm. So if you if you make the decision, I want a piece of that lifestyle, you're probably 
you know, if if you if you're ready to stick fifty or sixty grand down, you can get yourself something really nice. So yeah, that's the um, that's the problem if you've got quite a used one. I was just going to ask you what difference um, does it make price wise as opposed to whether it's an all wheel drive or the four wheel drive option. Um, it depends what you want to do with it. Basically, mm. it's I don't think that affects the price that much because it's it. The all-wheel drive cars, they, they they kind of fit into the soft roader yeah. class anyway, and the four the proper four-wheel drive cars, they're they're your proper off-roaders. So, I mean, they're they're, they're two different price brackets anyway. So, uh, I don't think that would make much of a difference. Okay, we've had a text in, Tom, <laughs> just to make you even more miserable. It says, "Hey, Tom, sorry you missed out on buying my Range Rover, but thanks to your interest, I got my full asking price for it last night." <laughs> oh, no. There's nothing like salt in the wound, is yeah, there? Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done on helping yourself not buy that car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And pushing it up. <laughs> yeah. At least you're honest, though. You know, that's the thing. Oh, so. no, he's, a, he's a lovely guy, and we had really great chats. And uh, yeah, he's. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't want to. Uh, screw him or anything like that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, a lovely man and no no grudges at all. Yeah. Too nice, too nice. Oh, I feel like you should have got the car now yeah. for being so nice. No, no, you know, I couldn't ask him to wait. It's uh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll have to find him another one. I'll have a look around. Well, so that's the thing. He's uh, this guy is so lovely. He said uh, if you're desperate to find a Range Rover, um, he imported this one from the US himself. And, okay. Uh, then did the work on it here with a uh, with a few different vendors and. Uh, but he said, if you, if you want, if you really want one, I'll help you find one in the US and ship it over here because now I know what to do and wow. what to look for. And oh, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> it's like buddies these oh, days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And what are the chances he was listening today? Anyway, um, that's re- oh, really, really nice. Really nice. Um, just while we're on the subject of um, Range Rovers, Land Rovers, somebody's texted in and said, which year of the discontinued Land Rover LR4 is a good collector's one? Uh, the LR4, I mean... It's not really a collector's car, to be honest. It's a family bus that's quite good off-road. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, there's quite a lot of them about. Um, if you're, if you're, I, I would say look at look at around 2012. Uh, I think that actually might even be LR3. Um, 2014 is actually a good year for the LR4. They're very reasonably priced at the moment, and it's a lot of car for the money. They're um, great cars there yeah. as well, and yeah. seven seats as well. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, got an amazing oh, set I think of I know seats. which. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I know which one that is. Yeah. Um, Andre's texting with a interesting question for both of you. I'll ask you first of all, Noel. Uh, when is a car too old to keep, even if all services are kept up to date? I guess in the spirit of cash or trash, it's when a car is finally due to be trashed and, and, and gone to the garage in the sky. It's not about age, it's about cost. It's uh, when your car gets to a point that it's going wrong so much that it's A, an inconvenience, and B, costing you more than it's worth, then yeah. that's the time to look at getting rid of it. Um, the that I'm talking now about cars that people have kept hold of for a period of time. In, the, in an ideal world, you should buy either a new car or a one-year-old used car from the dealer and keep it two, three years max and then move it on. No way. Yeah, because that's your, that's the sweet spot then because you're you've paid off your loan usually by then you can sell the car on and use the money that you've in yeah, that you've got now for the car because mm. your loan's paid off as the bigger deposit on the next car and you keep doing that and that's how you that's how you work your way up from a let's say from a if you're looking at Audis you work your way up from an A3 to an A4 to an A6 to a, and that's how okay. people do it for example. So it's uh, yeah the sweet spot is kind of keep never keep your car longer than that unless it's something that Unless it's something special that you love, then yeah. if it's just a 
a tool for getting around there two three years and get, really? get, get wow. shot of it yeah wow yeah. i'm fascinated <laughs> i just that. normally drive them into the ground yeah as someone <laughs> which is what not to do yeah yeah i think um i think i've had perhaps three cars four cars in my whole ad- adult life that's oh. crazy i've had far too many Wow. Okay. Even um, in the time I've known you, actually, you've had far too many. Yeah. I think I think I edited it up and I'd had sixty cars. I think. Oh, oh yeah. no. Oh my wow. goodness That's me! That's a lot of cars. That is a lot of cars. Not okay. at the same time. I quickly had. On here we've got uh, a GMC Arcadia. It's a 2011, 200,000 kilometers on the clock, full options, and it's under AAA warranty. Um, the warranty helps actually. To be honest, that's pretty good. If. Um, it's still not a hugely desirable car in terms of the second-hand market at the moment. It's, uh, yeah, I would say you'd be lucky to get 30000 for that, yeah. Okay, Yusuf, let us know what you think of that. Um, no name on this one. It says, um, I've got a Mercedes G320, short wheelbase, 1996. It is a Japanese import, 135,000 kilometres, immaculate condition, wondering what it might be worth. That's low mileage for that a is, car that yeah, yeah. That's a cool car as well. Mm. That's, that's really cool. It, it would depend entirely on the the buyer, I think. If you found someone who's really interested in these cars, I think they'd be willing to uh, pay quite a bit of cash for it. Uh, and where I mean, do you find these people? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, honestly. They, they kind of have to come to you, really. You yeah. just, all you can do is stick it up on Dubizzle or uh, on Doobie Cars or wherever else and, yeah. uh, and just hope that uh, the right person notices it. Um, There's a lot of luck involved yeah. in uh, selling a car. Yeah. The, the person who wants, especially if you've got something strange, if you've got a, a Land Cruiser or a Nissan Sunny, you're going to sell it all day long. Yeah. But if it's something slightly unusual like this car, you've got to be lucky that the person who wants it's looking at the time that you're trying to sell, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just on that note, we're talking about Japanese cars. There are Japanese import cars here and they usually have very low mileage on them and in very good condition. Mm. But uh, can there sometimes be some a little secret hiding behind those, Norm? There's, I, I've heard horror I'm stories. you yeah, see, that's yeah. all. I've, I was talking about this recently, actually, with somebody, and uh, we were saying that for every horror story that I've heard about Japanese import cars, I've mm. also heard just as many about cars that are actually in the market here yeah, normally. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I mean... It depends what you're buying. I mean, something unusual like that, you're probably, uh, you, you'd struggle to find that here anyway. So you take what you can find, whatever, wherever it's from. Now, but, is it any different in terms of a Japanese import or an American import even, in terms of insuring, uh, you know, registering it? Is it, is it much different? Yeah, there? insurance is a big problem because yeah. a lot yeah, of companies is, yeah. won't insure a non-GC spec car. Uh, the manufacturers will tell you that they're all radically different. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true and not true um, it's it, yeah it depends american cars tend to be quite different uh, whereas japanese spec cars are actually not dissimilar to here there's all sorts of stories about radiator sizes and all sorts of things and uh, some is true some isn't um, but quite often it can be a difference of things like it doesn't have a first aid kit and a safety um, triangle and things like right. that that make mm. the difference between spec so it depends car to car model to model type everything like that so it's also yeah. worth looking specifically where uh, the area where our cars come from because remember a few uh, shows ago we were talking about um, american imports and a lot of them are f- the flow 
flood damaged cars yep. that have mm-hmm. been imported over. So is it worth um, you know drilling down to find out exactly where these vehicles have come from? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you, if you can, you need to get the uh, the chassis number and uh, check the car history on uh, on one of those uh, car history websites. So car facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think uh, there's a there's a couple um, here and in the US, uh, especially if it's a US import. Stick it into the US machine mm-hmm. and see what happens. And a lot of the time, yeah, you'll see it's been written off in the US because of flood damage or whatever. Uh, one of my friends actually bought one, uh, <laughs> um, oh not re- not realizing all of this, and uh, and uh, yeah, it broke down on him several times. But he's fixed it now, and it's all quite good. To be it's honest, fine. So, yeah, it's uh, so they're worth it if you're if you know what you're dealing with and you're and you're willing to put the work in to fix it all up. Yeah. Okay. okay, you're listening to Drive Live Talks Automotive. Two guests in the studio, Noel Ebden, who's a motoring journalist and country manager at wheelers.me and Tom Pay, who's editor at Yala Compare. Let's just get straight into it. Cash or trash? Okay, Emma, we have a text in from Khaled uh, about a Genesis. A Genesis. Yeah, yes. it's a 2015 Genesis full option with 90,000 kilometres on it. It's been agency serviced and it's in pristine condition. Oh, that sounds pretty nice, actually. So those are reasonably priced considering how luxurious they are. Uh, in terms of the second-hand market, I, I, I'm not sure how desirable they are on the second-hand market. They still have a lot of work to do against the lights of um, Infinity and Lexus. And... I, I would still, I, I think you could optimistically put it up for a hundred grand, but maybe end up look, maybe settling for eighty or ninety grand. Okay. Okay. Um, there is a, a, someone's looking at a BMW one point one i, um, hundred and fifteen thousand kilometers. Sorry, a BMW one. Yeah. Point one eight I. One eight. One one eight. One one eight I. One hundred and fifteen thousand kilometers. It's two thousand and three. It was in a small accident, but the repairs were done with an agency. It's being advertised or offered at twenty thousand dirham with new tires, and the service history looks pretty good. Uh, how does what kind of value would you put on that? Does twenty thousand sound good? Uh, I think that's optimistic, to be honest. Twenty thirteen. Oh, 20, uh, 2013. 2013. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. All oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. I think that's even maybe a little lower, despite yeah. the despite. So the this extent, person's yeah, looking it's... at buying this car. They're saying, does twenty thousand sound about right? Because that's what they're prepared to take ah, for it. Uh, I think that's that's a pretty good deal, to be honest. Yeah. If it, uh, again, do the vehicle check and everything, and make sure that what the seller's saying about it. Is all true. true, yeah. Then, but otherwise, yeah, that's a pretty good deal, I'd say. Amazing. Okay, Noel, this question, um, I think you might be able to answer. Carl says, "How do you dump a car with zero value? So once it obviously does start costing you more than it's worth, and is a bit too much of a pain. Obviously, you're not supposed to abandon cars here. What should we be doing instead, Don?" There's two. There's two things. First of all, I don't believe any car has zero value because even in parts, cars have value as long as there's someone who owns another one. They they may want to buy something. Nothing has zero value, but uh, uh, but it has. But therefore, it has value to a scrap dealer. So you could go to the uh, the UAE scrapyards and just sell it directly to them, and they'll deregister it and put it into their name, and then they'll pull it apart for parts. Those um, the scrap. Uh, area is actually now been moved it's out on the 611 uh sort of level with ajman mm-hmm. so if you turn right on the 611 just as you get to ajman it's uh there's just this sprawling mass of scrapyard dealers and each one has a sign up for the sort of brands he deals with so you look for the if you've got a gmc or a Peugeot or a opal or a whatever you just look for the sign go in there and they'll, they'll buy it off you they won't give you much for it but they'll uh they will buy it off you um the other thing as well is that you might actually find someone that wants to buy it. A lot of cars go to Africa, they go to the Indian subcontinent, etc., where they still have value and somebody may want to uh, 
may want to use it. Okay, Tom, we're going to race through a few of these now. Uh, Really quickly try and get through them all. Carlid's text in, has a Range Rover Sport supercharged, nice 2008, 227,000 kilometres. Good paintwork, Carlid says, no accidents. Uh, yeah, I'd say 40 or 50 grand if you're lucky, but probably more likely to be 40,000 dirhams. Okay, Emma, do you want to ask this interesting yeah. question about the Mustang? <clears throat> yes, um, JJ's been in saying, I want to buy a Mustang Cabrio that I want to keep for two years. I want it secondhand, on low on the budget side. Uh, what should I spend for a decent car and what loss can I expect after two years? Um, hmm, that's an interesting question. You can probably pick up a decent one for about 60,000 dirhams. Um, you will have to do do a bunch of checks because obviously it's a mustang so it tends to be driven quite hard and fast because that's what people do with their mustangs and uh so just check the the history the the brakes the tires um yeah things like that and uh in terms of what you should expect to lose I, the problem is that um again the mustang is always evolving there's always a new mm. shape out and it's always uh, so so the, many of them. As yeah, well. there's so there's many. So... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the it's it's a not it's a great place. It's a great market to buy in. It's not a great market to sell in. So you can probably if you bought it for fifty or sixty, you could probably expect to get maybe thirty back after two years. Okay. Okay. Um, Salma, uh, no, let's see this one. Um, so there's two BMWs that have come in. Uh, one of them is a 2007 BMW 750 Li, 179,000 kilometers. Should I cash or trash it? Well, as Noel said, yes, uh, I think cash or trash isn't really the right word, is it? So no. uh, Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, there's always value in it. But it's it's not going to be worth a huge amount. You you could probably get about 15000 from it, I would say, yeah. This is another BMW, an X1, 2017, and it says 9,000 kilometres on it, uh, which obviously, given that it's only a year old, it's not so many. But uh, selling a car so new, what kind of price are you looking at? Uh, yeah, you could probably get pretty close to the to the asking price of that. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what spec it is or anything, but you could probably maybe lop uh, maybe fifteen percent off the ask off the the new price, and then you that so that would be about close. Okay, okay. Ford Explorer two thousand and fourteen XLT one hundred thousand kilometers on it. That's from Krish. Okay, uh, about seventy thousand dirhams. Okay, and so I don't know what this one is. Salman says I've a, a Geely. A Geely, a Chinese brand. Uh, GC2 2016 model. I don't know what the mileage on it, but any idea how what kind of ballpark that would be? Uh, probably around the forty or fifty thousand ballpark. They're very cheap to begin with. Um, I mean, it's a great, it's a great market. Um, these Chinese brands are very cheap for the amount of car that you get out of them. Okay. Uh, MG is the same actually. They, it's maybe fifteen twenty percent cheaper than you know, your Hyundai's and your Kias, and uh, just as good or almost just as good. Yeah. Okay. Just a bit of advice, Fiona. Once quite interesting. This Land Cruiser GXR two thousand and seven. I've owned it since it was brand new. It's done nearly two fifty thousand kilometers. Runs absolutely fine. She loves the car, but it's now using lots of oil. She's been advised to get a reconditioned engine at twenty five thousand dirham. Fiona's asking, is it worth it? Uh, I'd I'd say to get a second opinion for uh, at first. <laughs> seems a lot. <laughs> yeah, it seems a lot. Yeah, um, I can't imagine that. I mean, that that sounds like a, a whole engine rebuild ra- rather mm. than a rather than something. You could actually, I mean, a, an engine rebuild with a small sort of side street garage, but somebody decent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, probably looking at ten 
ten thousand, ten, twelve thousand. So yeah. twenty five thousand. I mean, I don't know if that seems the, outlandish, that doesn't it? Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if that that might be with the agency, but um, I mean, if it's if it's that old, then you can you can happily go down to to Alcoz and uh, find and, a reliable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's plenty of them. Yeah. Okay, Ed has an interesting question too. Hi, I have a two thousand ten dark grey Porsche nine nine seven V two Carrera with. Um, uh, PDK gearbox I don't know what that means brown leather it's in great condition minor paintwork 150,000 kilometres Ed speculative uh, curious about the market value he wants to know what it's worth so there's quite a lot of these about actually but they're still they still hold their value reasonably well uh, I would say uh, maybe 100 to 120,000 is what you're looking at okay uh, Emma, a couple more yeah, to I was fly say, through. Aaron's got uh, a query. He's looking to buy an Audi Q5. It's a 2014 model. 2.0 Quattro S-Line, top trim, 110,000 kilometres. Agency maintained, but it's out of warranty and service with a couple of minor scratches, but it's got new tyres and battery. Hmm. Uh, 2015, she said, sorry. 2014, 14, yeah. sorry. Um, I... That's a tough one, actually. Uh, maybe seventy or eighty thousand. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you wouldn't pay any more than that for no, it. No, definitely not. No, no. I mean, and that would be the top. The the top end would be eighty thousand. And yeah. it's worth checking as well because they might you might find that you can extend the warranty on it if it's got a full service history. Absolutely, you, you definitely can uh, extend the warranty if, if the history is there. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's see if we can just do a couple more really really quickly. Honda Pilot two thousand thirteen, one hundred twenty five thousand kilometers, no accidents. Um, dealer serviced and maintained. Uh, Seventy or 80,000, I would say. Jaguar XF, Hamza says, sorry, I'm at 2013, 58,000 kilometres, uh, five-litre engine, full mm. options, top of the range, full agency service history. Nice. Uh, they are ridiculously cheap on the second-hand market, actually. I quite it's, like uh, these. They're, they're lovely. It's such yeah. a good deal. I know um, our IT director, he uh, he's actually bought one because uh, they, it's such a lot of car for the money. But uh, in terms of that one, I would say you're looking at around uh, 120 grand maybe at the top end. Wow. Okay. We've got a 2015 Infiniti QX50, 40,000 kilometres. It's the first owner, small accident on the back, agency fixed, agency services, service and still under warranty. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, around 100,000, I would say. Okay. Two th- did we do the 2008 Jeep Wrangler? No. Uh, no. No, 2008 Jeep Wrangler, 155 kilometres, um, and it says bit of a beater. So it's <laughs> very honest. Yeah, isn't that it? is yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then probably around the thirty thousand mark, I would say, if it's a bit of a beater, maybe a bit less, depending on how much of a beater. <laughs> and, and there's one last one: a Duke 2011 model, 100,000 kilometres. Don't know anything else about it. Uh, that's probably not worth very much, to be honest. Uh, trash it. Yeah, well, not trash it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, thirty thousand, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we did it. We got through all of them. Well done. (laughs) We're a little late, but it was worth getting through all of the cars. Uh, Big thanks to Tom Pei, who you just heard there, editor at Yellow Compare. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. And Noel Ebden, he's a motoring journalist and country manager at wheelers.me. Great to see you as well, Noel. Thanks very much. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.